0: Well, hope in Jesus is uh, what we're going to be talking about this morning. We're continuing our three-week message series here uh, from one Corinthians thirteen, thirteen, where Paul says, "Now these three remain: faith, hope, and love, and the greatest. But the greatest of these is love, which we're going to get to next Sunday. But let's turn together for our main text this morning in one Peter, the first chapter of one Peter." While you're finding that, you might have heard that uh, Jake and Marianna Chup recently celebrated their 65th wedding anniversary. It was a week or two ago. Um, So congratulations to, to them for sure. That is something wonderful to celebrate, of course, 65 years of marriage. And I heard something funny that was related to uh, weddings and anniversaries recently. There was this disc jockey one time at a wedding, or it was a reception, actually, wedding reception. He was polling the guests to see which had been married the longest. You've probably been to receptions where they do something of that sort. So he, this disc jockey, found this couple that had been married for 65 years, and he asked the wife, he says, what advice would you have to give to this newly married couple? She grabs the microphone from him, and she says, The three most important words in marriage are, You're probably right. (laughs) The DJ then turned to her husband and asked him the same question. He grabs the mic, and he sighed a little bit, and he said, She's probably right. (laughs) Anyway, congratulations to Jake and Marianas on 65 years. 1 Peter 1, verses 3 through 9. Now, Peter, who is writing this, was one of Jesus' first followers. And so, you know, when he speaks about this hope in Christ, he speaks about it in, from a firsthand experience. Uh, as his time with Jesus went on, he had many other experiences, of course, that gave him an opportunity to witness this living hope and this new life that can be found through Jesus Christ as our Savior. And uh, I have many scriptures that are my favorites, but I've probably said it before. This is, this is probably my all-time favorite. In six verses here, I, I feel like Peter just gives us the perfect summation of what our faith is all about. So let's begin in, uh, with verse 3. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth." And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith the salvation of your souls. How many of you like commercials on TV? Oh man, no takers at all! Wow. Well, I didn't think there'd be too many of you, if any, who who would raise their hands on that. But I feel like sometimes I'm a little bit of a different animal when it comes to to that because uh, I really don't mind commercials. Sometimes uh, I don't really like them when they interrupt the program or sports or whatever. Um, I know many people, you know, will mute the volume or go get a snack. Um, but I enjoy the creativity that some commercials have, not all of them. Some of them have some humor to them that I enjoy. And I just really like that that attempt that the company makes to try to get our attention, to try to get us to buy their product or think that we need what they are offering to us. When I was in college, uh, I was a business major and so I would often look for all the marketing type of classes that I could take and I would fill my schedule up with as many of those electives as I could. Because, you know, in those commercials, the basic premise of what they are sharing is, did you know that this is available? Did you know that this product could make your life better? Did you know that you just can't live without this. <laughs> really, you can. But as I was reading 1 Peter again this week, and I say again because, as I said, it's one of my favorites. I read it often. I was thinking about what Peter is really saying here or what he is really sharing with us. He is saying, did you know that this hope in Jesus Christ is available for you all, for all of eternity, if you will believe. I could see someone maybe coming up to Peter and, you know, having this list of things in their life that they uh, were not as they hoped, maybe. Maybe their life was cluttered by all of the mistakes, uh, maybe the circumstances, the disappointments the weight of the world's problems. And they come to Peter saying, you know what, Peter? Life just stinks. My life is filled with all these things I don't want and I don't like. I sometimes feel guilt and condemnation on my shoulders. I have so many questions about things I don't understand. I just feel like throwing my hands up in the air sometimes. And after Peter listens to them and, you know, they share what's on their heart and mind and feelings, he listens to them. He, I'm sure he would sympathize with them and, you know, say that he can understand the way that they might feel or the, or the reason that they might say those things. And he says, well, did you know? You see, we know about the troubles in this world. I mean, we have 24-hour news channels, probably four or five of them at least now, (laughs) that constantly remind us about all the terrible things that are going on in the world. We have people that don't mind sharing their opinions with us. And sometimes those opinions even maybe reflect negatively on us. And then we have our own minds that, that, you know, sometimes feed us thoughts and words that are not the thoughts and the words that God has for us to hear. We talked about that last Sunday when we were talking about fear. And so we need to hear this did you know? loud and clear. And it's what Peter starts with in verse 3. You can almost picture him with his arms outstretched to heaven as he says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then comes that, Did you know? He says, Did you know? In his great mercy for you, he has given you a new birth into a living hope. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You see, what Peter is reminding us of here is that Jesus came as God's son to the earth. He was and is the Messiah that the saviors and the prophets have been saying was going to come. And he, he came as a human. He was born as a human. And yet... He was also God because he was God's son. God came to us in a way that said, I can relate to what you are going through in this world. Jesus actually uh, spoke of that often when he lived among the people of Galilee, and yet some of them did not receive it. He was rejected and despised by some of the people. He was persecuted, we know. And then Jesus gave that ultimate sacrifice of himself as they crucified him on the cross at Calvary. And, you know, because of that sacrifice, we don't have to stay lost in our sins. Jesus offers us grace and offers us forgiveness and also gives us hope. John 3.16 is is so well known because it's the ultimate did-you-know message. You know, back in the day at football games and stuff, you would often see the John 3.16 sign in the end zones when they're kicking the field goals. I saw it again, I think, last weekend. Somebody had a John 3.16 sign. There as they were kicking a field goal or something. But this is the ultimate did-you-know. Did-you-know that God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And it goes on to say, it says, God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world or you, but to save the world through him. And then, you know, if we flip back to 1 Peter, we see that after they buried Jesus in the tomb, he rose again, just as he said would happen. And Peter says that it is through his resurrection that we can also have hope in our lives. We don't have to throw our hands up in the air in despair because life is hard. We can throw our hands up in the air and we can say, Jesus, I know you can save me. I know you can deliver me from all of this. He's been through it. Jesus has. He's overcome it. And he did so that you did so so you and I can overcome whatever it is that we go through in this world. That's why this is called a living hope. It says it on the front of the bulletin. We sang it this morning. And by the way, Andy and I, Andy picked this. We didn't plan that. <laughs> we didn't plan that. It just, when I looked and saw that that was one of the songs, I said, perfect. The Holy Spirit is just working working perfectly in this uh, service this morning. But it's much better to live our lives with a living hope than it is to live in the despair that can come to us sometimes in life and sometimes really weigh us down in this life. Jesus is the only one that can truly save us from this world and all the things that happen in it and deliver us from it. And these verses are basically proclaiming what the rest of the Bible proclaims to us. It's saying all you have to do is believe in Jesus as God's son, and believe that he is your savior. This is something that everyone needs to know if they don't already know it. You know, there seems to be so much, um, I don't know, despair, negativity, and hopelessness, it feels like, in our world these days. Jesus is the answer to that despair. Despair. And those who have that answer need to be sharing it with those who have not found it yet. I don't know how many of you remember, those of you who were back in the 80s, do you remember these bumper stickers that were popular that said, I found it? I thought that was very creative because it gets people to ask, why does your bumper sticker say, I found it? Or why does your pen say, I found it? Gives you the chance to say what you found and how you found it and what it means in your life. It's this hope of Jesus. Believing in the good news of Jesus can change perspective, can change purpose in life, can change our outlook, can change our attitude. It can literally change a life. After we believe, we can take all of our stuff To him. And he will help us to to try to lift that heaviness that we might feel in our life or upon our shoulders. After we believe, we will want to live our lives in a way that honors him and proclaims our reliance on him, saying, in, in our lives, saying, Jesus is my Lord. After we believe, we have hope. Not only in this world and in this life, but for our life in eternity. And that's where Peter shares another one of these did-you-knows with us. Verse 4 says, did you know that we have an inheritance in heaven? It's kept there for us if you're a follower of Jesus. Then did you know that that inheritance... In heaven, is never going to perish, spoil, fade away, go away. It's going to always be there. You can't say that about things in this world. And yet so often people spend so much time trying to accumulate material things here in this life while ignoring the spiritual things that really prepare us for our eternal life. Sometimes those things are not things at all. Sometimes we give, we give into the idea that our lives, it's all about us, you know? It's about our desires and our pleasures and, and our benefit and our truth. Me, 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 you know? But there is much more to life than the narcissism that has become so prevalent in our world. There is so, there's also much more beyond this world that is important for us to take hold of. Breaking news this morning, we are not going to be here forever in this earth or in this world. So what are you doing to prepare for that Forever? In eternity. When C.S. Lewis one time was asked to give his definition of hope some years ago, he said, it is a continual looking forward to the eternal world. Franklin D. Roosevelt once said this, he said, we have always held to the hope, the belief, the conviction that there is a better life, a better world just beyond the horizon. Now I'm not sure if I'm not sure if Roosevelt was really speaking of eternity with that quote, but it holds true for eternity. Our life is more than here and now. As believers, we have an eternal life in heaven that we can look forward to. It's a life that is free from troubles and despair and things like that in the world that often Bring us trials in this life. The Bible also, of course, speaks of hell, which is a place that will not be free from trouble. People these days, you know, they want to ignore any talk about eternity in hell. But in Matthew 25, Jesus himself speaks of those who will go away to an eternal punishment. In that same verse, he speaks of eternal life for those who love God, love neighbor, and repent and believe in Jesus as their Savior. Read that whole chapter in Matthew 25 sometime. See what Jesus says. God's word says that we will have troubles and trials while we live here in this world. In verse 6, Peter actually says that. He says, though now for a little while you have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. And he goes on to say that we should allow those things to refine and to sharpen our faith in God instead of letting them drive us further away from him. You know, the fact that, that Jesus is there for us in those trials is to help us through those times, to help us through those uh, trials. The reason that there is so much despair in our world these days is that people are going through some of the same difficult things that we are as believers. But they're going through them without God, without Jesus, and without the Holy Spirit. They can't and they won't turn there for help, for hope, and for that reminder that all of eternity is still ahead of us. Again, there is more than what we see and experience in the here and now. C.S. Lewis, Franklin D. Roosevelt, and many others have tried to remind us of that in the past. When Jesus ascended into heaven after his resurrection, he said that he would send the Holy Spirit to fill us with wisdom and with comfort and with strength and power for our lives in this world. And so when we believe, we also receive the Holy Spirit and we receive those things from God through the Spirit. And that's actually another of these, did you know? Did you know that your life can be transformed through the work of the Holy Spirit whom Jesus has sent? Last Sunday, I talked about Paul and his, you know, faith over fear. But in Paul's early days of his life, he was killing Christians and doing terrible things. And then one day, as he's on that road to Damascus, his life was transformed. Jesus appears to him, and he believed from that time on. And, you know, I think Paul is really a perfect example of what can happen to us as well. From the depths of despair or the general challenges of life that we have, Jesus can transform us and our lives just like he did Paul and so many others. And that transformed life, you see, that's where we find our hope. Carl Brand once said, though no one can go back and make a new beginning, anyone can start from now and make a brand new end. And that start begins when we turn to Christ and when we rely on the Holy Spirit to renew us and restore us I, you know, I really think we all have times in our life when we need restoration. I mean, we all need reminders of this hope at different points in our life. We all need to hear the promise of Jesus that he will never leave us or forsake us. We heard that promise earlier from Deuteronomy 31. It said, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Jesus is the one who has overcome the world and death and despair. In John 16, 33, Jesus said these words. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, he says, because I have overcome the world. Take heart. Don't despair. Even when the things of life and the things of this world seem bleak and hard to understand, Jesus understands us. And not only does he want to help us through it in the here and now, but he wants to help us fix our eyes on what is eternal. Those things that Peter says are never going to perish, they're never going to spoil, they're never going to go away, because they're kept in heaven for you and me. If you believe and you receive Jesus as your, as your Savior. So let's see, in the world right now, we have at least two wars, major wars going on. We have violence in so many places, financial problems, people hating on each other, seems like all the time, moral, cultural decay, depression, addictions, temptations, sin, and other things that continue to invade our lives. Some of those are far away, you know, feel like they're way out there in the world, but some of them are, are closer. Some of them are maybe beyond the day-to-day of our world, but others are always right there in front of us. The world says, you know, man, this is scary. We should be fearful about the future. You can apply that to a lot of different things. Despair sets in, and some people act like, you know, we should just throw our hands up and just give up. Others might say we should try to dig ourselves out of this mess. But in the midst of all of that, Jesus says, take heart, find peace in me. You know, find your hope in me, because I've already overcome everything the world can throw at you. So here is the final, did you know this morning? Did you know that you can make Jesus the Lord of your life and you can listen to what he says instead of what the world is saying? He speaks of his unending love for you in his word. He speaks of hope in this life. He speaks of eternal life in heaven with him forever for those who truly make him the Lord of their life. And, you know, as Peter says here, he says, in this we greatly rejoice. And I love love what verses 8 and 9 of 1 Peter 1 say. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him. And you are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Why is that? Peter says, because you are receiving the end result of your faith, which is the salvation of your souls. If you believe, it doesn't matter what happens in this life or on this earth. You are saved and the end result is will be eternal glory in heaven. Hope over despair. Revelation 21 says, there will be no more tears, no more death, no more mourning or pain. The old will be gone. The new will be ours for all of eternity in heaven. All you have to do is tell Jesus that you believe in him as God's son and your savior. And accept him as your Savior. Tell him about your sins, your failures, and your desire to move on from them and be forgiven of them in his name. Tell him that you want to live for him each and every day of your life. Tell him you want to live in this living hope instead of earthly despair. That is the beginning of new life. In Jesus Christ, it can transform anything in your life, whether that be your past, your present, what you're going through now, or something that is coming in the future. And it can change it into this attitude of praise that we see Peter celebrating here in this first chapter. I need it. You need it. Our world needs it. So bad, so desperately. And it's something that we should not wait any longer to to take hold of. Let's bow our heads, if you would, at this time. And for a time of prayer, I want to give you each the opportunity this morning to make that decision. Maybe it'll be for the first time this morning, or uh, maybe you need to renew or recommit yourself to living each day with that hope of Jesus Christ at the center of, of every circumstance that you face. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Jesus, we know that you have told us this world would have these troubles and these difficult things that we face. We are not exempt from them as believers, but we have your hope that gives us hope as we go through them. We know that Jesus, we know that you have experienced those things for yourself. You understand, you know what we go through. You gave up your life so that we could have forgiveness of our sins and our failures. Lord, we are so grateful and thankful for that. Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here this morning that needs to receive you and make you the Lord of their life, not only for what we face in this world, but for that promise of eternal life in heaven, that inheritance that will never perish, spoil, or fade. I pray that this morning would be the day that they say, you know what, enough of that other stuff that has been weighing me down. I want to live in Jesus and live with Jesus in my life and trust in him to help me through the difficulties that I face. If that's you this morning, I I hope that you'll just say a prayer before the Lord and ask him to come into your heart, come into your life, receive the Holy Spirit that will come and give you guidance and help in this life. And if this morning, if you if you're... Just feeling like this is a time that you need to recommit to the Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would your Holy Spirit would just touch our hearts this morning and help us to realize maybe where we've become all about me, or where we've given into this idea that, um, you know, it's all about the here and now. It's all about my pleasure and what I what I want to believe and think. And Lord, help us to help us to realize that many times in life we need to refocus and keep our focus on you. Even if you've been a follower of Jesus for many years, sometimes it maybe takes a time of recommitment or uh, a new attitude towards your faith and, and actually living in that hope that Jesus provides for us. So Lord, bless each one that is here this morning, those watching. We pray, Lord, that you would be near to each one, may you just change our heart and touch our heart with what we need to hear from Peter here in this scripture of the day, and may we be able to apply it to our daily lives in you, and we pray this in the name of Jesus, amen. If you're here this morning and you receive Jesus for the first time and you want to pray about that and I'd love to pray with you I'll be up here at the front if you want to come forward afterwards or even if there's something you're recommitting to this morning uh, I'm we're always up here at the front uh, willing to pray with you and and uh, and talk with you about those things let's stand and we are going to actually say our benediction prayer together this morning on the screen and so you probably recognize this from Ephesians three 20, 21. Let's say it together as we are uh, dismissed. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all, all generations, forever and ever. Amen. God bless. Thanks for coming out on a cold day. It was great to see you. Have a great week ahead, everyone. Stay warm.